0: Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the next episode of Uncomfortable. Comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the next episode of Uncomfortable. Now, this topic is something that I've actually been pretty curious about for a while now. I was on the lookout for someone who could talk to me about tantric sex and what tantric sex actually looks like. Lucky for me, I found an amazing lady who's based here in Vancouver. Her name is Julia Kovacs. And Julia's not just going to get into tantric sex specifically, but she's going to talk about what tantra means because it's a lot bigger than just sex. Let me tell you a little bit about Julia. Julia is dedicated to empowering everyone to live life orgasmically my kind of lady. She accomplishes this by working with both men and women individually and in groups to overcome their past conditioning related to intimacy. And the goal is to teach people how to live an orgasmic life each moment of their waking hour connected to this potent, often unharnessed life force energy. Julia works to change the paradigms of the public's perception of sex, evolving from shameful junk sex to sacred gourmet sex, which sounds much better, through creating a bridge between various traditions. She is an intimacy coach and actually would give you hands on training, which is really interesting. She has lots of of events, so please check out her website. Um, She also does some counselling and guiding. Just to help you work through either your own, or if you're in a couple, your both of your uh, sexual blocks to open the door to your bliss and to live this human body to its best potential. Definitely, someone I think we all. Need to talk to. Please enjoy my conversation with Julia about Tantra and Tantric sex. We talk about orgasm. It's definitely an adult conversation. So if you are listening, then pop those headphones on. Thank you so much for joining me julia i'm really excited about this topic because i know it's it's going to be educational for myself um you know talking about tantra and i was thinking of specifically tantric sex but i know you're going to educate us a bit more on what tantra actually is and what it means um because it's just something i've always been curious about so thank you
1: for, for a green Awesome. I'm so, so, so excited to talk about this um, because, you know, it's been, I think the first time I heard about Tantra, it was like Tantra Fitness. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the way, the, way, the way Tantra has entered into, uh, into our, our now consciousness or the, you know, millennials is actually like just a, like, a, like a tiny drip yes. of this entire ocean of knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I'll admit the first time I'd heard about tantra and I was a yoga teacher. So even it was even prior to that. I mean, I don't know. I did my teacher training maybe 10 something years ago, but when I had just been practicing yoga, I always remember like it was in the press that sting, the musician Sting and his wife Trudy were having tantric sex and this was a big thing and of course I had no clue what that was because I was pretty young at the time (laughs) but that's when it first kind of popped into my head and people talked about it and you know people joked about it and then you know tantra did come up again a bit in my teacher training but not that much in depth so again it's Mm -hmm. still a topic that I don't fully understand so yeah so that's how I was introduced to it. But anyway, let's start where where you started. Tell us a little bit about how you started your business, uh, Soul Sexy Life.
1: Yes, well, thank you. Well, uh, I think a lot of people um, like me start uh, on this path because everything else falls apart, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and because this is this is you know unless you grew up with parents who were already into some sort of. Um, you know, entrepreneurial business and and you're already in there. Most of us just go on, you know, do their education, get a job and sold the Hollywood picture of the white picket fence, and, uh, and when you realize, like in my case, two divorces later, single, yeah. single mother, you know, slightly overweight, you know, battling with all kinds of anxiety and depression, that none of it is working, and, uh, and uh, so I fell apart about six years ago, and uh, six, seven years ago, I gave up my job uh, as a teacher. I taught English for ten years, and I've been a tour guide for twenty five years, which I k- still keep going and and uh and it's just none of what society was offering to me was making me happy, including uh uh I hate to say that even parenting because I became mm-hmm. a single mom, so I felt like I was like betrayed now I know. Um at the time i didn't have words for it, but I know it, i was I felt like I was betrayed by the patriarchy, mm. the system that we are living under and um and it was demonstrated in my body and we discovered at the time with my boyfriend something called orgasmic meditation, and uh we went down on that path it 's like all fun things it comes from san francisco <laughs> and and <Of> course. uh <laughs> what else. Okay. Where else, right? And then, of course, we are like we are like the cool sisters up north. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Lotusland, Vancouver. So yeah. it was just very fitting that we would be doing something hippie shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, uh, that made me very curious. But he's, you know, and he told me that you know you're not gonna be able to wrap your head around it. Let's just try it. And he was right. I couldn't because I'm very intellectual. But further down I actually I did go down on the intellectual path and I wanted to learn what was that actually all about. And orgasmic meditation, you know, at the time it said that you know, it did come from a, a Buddhist tradition and I was like, okay, what does that mean? And, and, and you know, anyways, so that led me down on 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 what is tantra? And then and then I said, Well, I, I got so passionate about the whole concept of what's possible in our bodies and and going through what I got gone through with my teenage daughter and you know and my mother and all the women around me you know being being so sexually frustrated in so many ways I mean you know it's infinite the ways we can be frustrated as women yep. sexually <laughs> and uh, and so I thought well you know can i can i make this into a business and and so that's been a long long process of how uh, to show up of course you're censored i lost a lot of friends uh, and i gained some really cool friends as well and uh, now with you know you know, I mean, I'm actually right now in Facebook jail because I posted something that they didn't like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the third time I consider that an honor, as long as they don't take my page away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, it's, you know, it's ridiculous, you know, um, that, you know, our the relationship, this is what the, what the society has, right, currently as a relationship to our body is all about shaming and hiding. And uh, and my passion is to bring all these secrets out to the open and talk about them openly. And actually what this is what tantra is about. Tantric practices have been for centuries very secretive, uh, because it, they were always uh because they were always accepting the sanctity and the sacredness of the body. And that didn't go down well with the society for many, many centuries. Yeah. So, yeah. So I can go on forever, but let's. Oh no, no, I <laughs> so love that's it. When how the business started,
0: yeah. Yeah, I love actually that you said when you started your business, and I've I've had businesses in the past, still kind of technically do have one, um, that you lost a lot of friends, and but you gained a lot of friends, and I've always found like starting a business is almost like shedding an old skin and kind of growing a yeah. new one, and you start to connect with new people that are kind of more valued aligned right, valued, aligned with you. Um, So how did people react when you said, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to change the public's perception of sex. What was the reaction? mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Well, I couldn't really articulate that. So Mm -hmm. I just was really like, you know, it's, it's almost like the, the the Christians with the Bible on the corner. I just like, I talked about orgasm blatantly every single party I was at. And, (laughs) and my, I was like, okay, at the dining room table, I want to bring this up because I was like, you know, let's, bring it to areas where, where, you know, I, and I noticed that I was getting a lot of attention and because some, some female friends were like, please don't talk about this anymore. And I knew for a fact that they haven't been kissed in 10 years. And I'm like, really? So, so anyway, how do you want to, you know, they, this whole concept of the mysterious one, Mm-hmm. you know, that we're going to have meet the one, you know, our eyes will meet across the crowded room, this whole Hollywood concept. And then you will walk in, off into the sunset, um, you know, some, some you know, <laughs> a yeah. Hollywood story afterwards uh, is, um, is still so prevalent with so many uh, people. And the reality is that you need to work on relationships a lot and you need to know yourself a lot yeah. more. And so what I noticed is that that most women have no idea what they actually want. And, uh, so when I was, and unless and, and uh, they know how to communicate that in a way that they are not ashamed of it. So I started talking about it. So I got like to, oh yeah, this is nice. This is cool. But mm, I don't know if I can do this with my boyfriend or I don't have a boyfriend right now or my husband is not into it. And I, that still actually is a big, big struggle. Women, if you were a yoga teacher, you know, there's it, always lots of women, you know, they are mm-hmm. a lot more open to all kinds yeah. of new practices. But dragging the man, man along is really difficult. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see now that there is a, especially with the younger men, there's a huge movement out there that they're trying to heal this toxic masculine and, yeah. uh, especially after the Me Too. So, uh, I have great hopes, uh, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, some people like, like, I think like even my mother, like kind of secretly rooting for me, mm-hmm. but 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 it, so it depends on who am I talking to. Sometimes I say I'm a relationship coach. Sometimes I say I'm an intimacy coach. Sometimes I say I'm a tantrica. So you know it depends yes. on who is, who, I'm, who am I talking to. You know and yeah. how much they digest what I'm saying
0: (laughs) fair enough no I mean I feel the same with my podcast because similarly I'm trying to kind of get people to open up about taboo topics and lots of people have loved it and uh, my parents really want to support me especially my dad and they'll listen to every episode but sometimes the sex related ones I just have to say to my dad you might not want to listen to that one just a heads up so he'll turn the volume down but he'll play it just so it looks like you know
1: he's (laughs) He's Aww, i love i love i love it but i would, oh, yeah. you know I, would, I i would actually really really love like my dad actually list you know he's mm-hmm. like uh, uh he's in his eighties now but it's like but he actually lo- he you know he listens to it because you know deep inside I think they all would have loved to have this kind of freedom yeah. they you know their cultural conditioning may not allow them to go there anymore you know but I want them to know that you know that there there is hope in the world. You know for all of us. Yeah,
0: and, and that it's okay. It's it's
1: okay. But it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to talk about it. It's not only okay. We must. Mm-hmm. We can't ignore our bodies. And no matter how religious we are, uh, actually, actually, the true religion is to be accepting of, of all of who we are mm-hmm. and our connection to the divine through that. And and our bodies are way more intelligent that we give them credit mm-hmm. to. And they do connect us to every level of consciousness if we know how.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So let's get more into Tantra, because this is where sure. sure. I'm actually also, I'm going to also ask you about uh, the orgasmic meditation later too because sure. um, I just recently read about that so the fact that you brought it up I was like oh wow someone who knows about it um, <laughs> let's uh, speak to Tantra so when I had approached you I was more interested or I guess I had kind of narrowed it down to Tantric sex because again that's that's a taboo topic and yeah. when we had chatted in our pre-interview you actually kind of told me what, what the ultimate kind of goal was about Tantra and and then it kind of it blew my mind because even though I, I knew tantric tantra wasn't just the sex part I hadn't really ever explored it so anyway tell us a little bit about your experience how you kind of came across tantra and what the different teachings are that you've learned about so far I know it's really vast and you don't have all the answers but just what you know
1: yeah well thank you um well first first of all I guess my personality is more about I have always been an an, an explorer and um and been a tour guide so traveled all you know to 36 countries so i'm very good at research and 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 culture and i am i am from europe and from hungary and so you know in eastern europe we also have a tradition of like really studying history and into details and i think one of the greatest um uh, missing pieces, especially in the Western world, that we don't value education so much anymore, and a lot of our knowledge is very, very superficial, and uh, and therefore, we don't understand the greater context, historical context. Tantra has an incredible history. Uh, a 7,000-year-old history uh, going back to India uh, and to northern India. And a lot of the temples originally were... um, uh, destroyed because when the muslims invaded india and i don't know if you know this but it's the muslims who gave the hindus the name hindu from the Indus river so there was that's not the name for them but they were practicing these practices and they and the muslims misunderstood them and uh, they thought they were devil worship similarly what happened to the north american uh, first nations Mm -hmm. you know when you don't understand what's going on you just destroy it Uh, and so they destroyed the temples. Thankfully, a lot of uh, the scholars uh, from Tibet, they came down uh, previously to India and they took some of the sacred texts back up to the Himalayas with them. And um, and the Himalayas are different peaks. uh, And and each one of those have monasteries that house now some of these sacred texts. And so uh, Tantra is really interesting because of this, we actually have the knowledge of, how far it goes back and because nobody could get to you know the muslims eventually decided not to go into the himalayas because at the time they were only yaks, so it was like they gave up you know they didn't want to conquer until the chinese uh invaded uh, tibet and then they burned a lot of monasteries but thankfully thankfully some of the texts have survived so so tantra itself means um tan which means expansion And tra means liberation. So basically, it's a philosophy uh, that means that we can uh, expand our consciousness, we can reach enlightenment through our bodies. So that is where the tantric sex concept comes in, because most religions do not... Um, look at the body as sacred. They understand the marriage as being sacred because that's the seat of creation. And so in sacred marriage, you can have a baby. Uh, so, but the actual body itself uh, is not considered to be uh, a sacred vehicle. Um, and, but in tantra, it is. And, um, and, so, uh, and you can also have solo tantra, um, so you can imagine that you have a concert uh, but in 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 reality, Yesha Sogo was uh, one of the first female uh tantric teachers and uh, Padmasambhava, uh this is a tibetan uh tantra tradition uh he was his concert and so they were male and female and uh and we actually have. Um, Yeshe Sojo's uh, autobiography uh, mm. who is the first female who actually writes about uh, this stuff so this, you know, I don't want to get into too much of the academics of it but the, the, the so the tantric practice is uh, focusing on breath yoga um, chakras, so the energy systems of the body uh, meditation presence and the idea of attachment uh, so attachment and non and um, and actually it does have an equivalent in the western traditions as well uh the plato was just just born just before um just before after buddha but anyway he was familiar with the studies and he came out to india and so as well as the druid traditions as well as in the sufi tradition in the uh in the in the muslim esoteric uh 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 levels of 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 um the muslim origin so so as from an academic point of view this tradition is found in every mm. other uh, part of the world as well mm. it's just not named that way okay. uh, But so it is a it is actually a universal consciousness and why why it is so very important at this point the tantra does not like violence. So, so what's destroying the planet right now is monotheistic idea of people with a lot of heavy-duty weapons and and uh, and uh, roaming around claiming that they, you know, that they that they have some sort of answers or they know how to do things. But it's basically just motivated by greed and ego and profit. Whereas tantra is about the sacredness of all human life and living beings. Uh, all together, and you cannot leave the females and the women out of it, mm-hmm. whereas most religions, and as I mentioned a little bit about patriarchy, you know, we been living in a in a very male-dominant um, uh, world for centuries, where women have been suppressed, sub- you know, uh, ignored, you know, raped, uh, mm-hmm. used, and I mean, the list goes on. And female sexuality is basically was a function of uh, responding to males. So most of us, including me, um, as I was entering into, you know, my own sexual years, I was just taking the sex that was given to me yeah. because. You know, men have a penis on the outside of their body. They have a relationship with them from very early age on, and they just want to stick it somewhere warm. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and that's basically, that's basically. And us women, it's like, oh, oh, okay, is that what that's about? But we have been shamed about our bodies. We don't even know that we have a a vagina. For you know, I don't know if you remember when you discovered. Yeah, you know, I honestly don't remember, which is really sad. I wish I did. Yeah. Right right? Like she said, you know, and then you look, it's like, Oh my God, what the heck is that? Like, yeah. you know, and you're not supposed to touch it. It stinks. It's ugly. It's all of that. You know, and you know, you you may get some sort of information because now you're masturbating and what is that about? And the shame around that and hiding that. And like, so all of that. So us women, we have we have not been taught how to respect that part of our, our genitalia or that part of our body. It's, we only been told, how to hide it, and or it's supposed to be hidden, and so then you are like expected to be this amazing porn star, you know, in bed because yeah. the boys have learned porn through porn how to treat a woman, and now you're supposed to be all doing, and you don't even know what feels good to you. So, so tantra um, would be an amazing introduction to teenagers, in mm-hmm. specific. My opinion, orgasmic meditation, where it, where it is it is a whole different shift i don 't know if it 's going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> I hope it will, and it will really save the world if we would actually treat women uh, from a young age on understanding what an amazing um, vehicle their our bodies is wow. and, uh, and so that triangle, the sacred yoni. Um, triangle is really the seat of creation now you don't always have to have sex you can create lots of other things that's a whole other topic the seat of creation Uh, but if our bodies are treated respectfully and we understand how that part of our body works it it empowers the human being uh, in a way different way but other religions have been shaming um our genitalia therefore we are disconnected from our sexuality yeah. therefore we can be controlled and sold any consumer product on the present on the planet because we feel bad about ourselves
0: yeah yeah no it's it just that speaks to me so much and i know i've kind of brought it up in past episodes uh that i've had that you know the topics being sex related and how even just as a woman you know back in the day when the first boyfriend who ever really cared about what I wanted kind of asked me what I like or what I want I couldn't express that and it's still something like
1: yeah like this whole whole knot in your throat yeah, yeah it's yeah.
0: almost like I wanted to cry because I didn't know right? right and then I felt stupid yeah. because I didn't know That's and not right. that they were meaning to make; they just wanted to they were actually you asking what i wanted and being really nice and you know trying to make sure that this was a good experience for me and i was like i i don't know i, I don't know what i want that's
1: right and that, and i i would have to say that that that's that millions of women experience yeah. if they actually had a boyfriend who asked yeah. and uh and and i was like you know i always felt like this not and i'm still working with that voice and as much as I can speak about it now in public when it comes to the bedroom I, you know if my boyfriend asks like I still have a real difficult time because hearing my own voice saying those things it's still like I'm like oh my god I'm, I feel I still feel shame about it yeah. it's so deeply embedded yeah that you know I might maybe like write him a text about it yeah. but <laughs> It in a moment if I'm still yes. having huge difficulty because I'm 56 years old and I've lived on many many years not mm-hmm. being able to talk about it so I still need to work on the voice and you know and if and you know as I said many men now like apparently under the age of 30 there and there are no men on the planet who hasn't been exposed to sex uh I mean porn and so they expect that these women who are like oh, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and please, you know, and it's like, and, you know, we don't understand that those are paid actors, Mm -hmm. you know, who are are doing that. They are not people who are processing their own emotional, you know, universe, and, and, you know, and us women, before we can say anything like that, you know, all the thoughts that go through our heads, like, is he going to like me? Is he going to marry me? Is my ass too big? Is my boobs too small? you know, do I stink? Do I this? Do I that? Like, oh, is my butt too, butt too, or or thighs are too flabby or, yeah. you know, all of this. Goes through. So by the time you want to say like, oh, please go to the left. Like, you know, you don't even want to say, it, <laughs> you think know. he doesn't even like, you know, like at <laughs> this point you can miss yourself that you are not sexy. <laughs> <But> anyways, <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> it's like you've just talked yourself out of everything right or it's like just right. oh, thanks, that, you know and for
1: you know and men don't understand what the nightmare we have going on in our head you when know? <laughs> <I know. laughs> it comes to sexuality so you know you know those women bless them you know who are like able to um articulate so well uh what they want but gender but i you know i wonder how well they the, they can do it in their real life uh as well you know, when they are not paid for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Um, now, do you think that tantric sex is something that could help women find their voice or even the whole practice of tantra, like kind of bringing that connection back to yourself?
1: Would you Absolutely. recommend
0: that to someone?
1: absolutely absolutely now now so this is this is the difficult part with tantra it is a path mm-hmm. it is something that you need to have a partner for and you, he needs to be on the same page and although i've uh i've you know i've searched that tibetan tantra that's how i gotten into it here in vancouver there's also uh the tantra festival so if you know mm-hmm. you, if anybody's interested, they go on my Facebook group, SoulSexy.life. I do have there. They are my friends, and they run a tantra festival every year. Okay. So, but there is no sex, by the way, at this festival. So, tantra is not. So, this is one thing I I really want to make clear for everybody who is listening: tantra is not about sex. Tantra includes sex, mm-hmm. which a lot of other. Uh, esoteric and and religious traditions don't. So tantra freely talks about uh, and and in in the statues like you know there's always women you know they are shown in their yoni. The the ling yoni is a sacred portal by the way. So that's the word for the for the pussy okay. or for for the vagina, and it's it's a it, and it was symbolized by a triangle. <clears throat> And, uh, and that's a sacred triangle. And so they are not, they don't have the shame-based uh, relationship to that part of their body. Mm-hmm. To them, it's just like, you know, it's, well, it's actually even more sacred than the mouth, but it's like, you know, so they have no problem displaying that. That's the difference. And the same with the man's penis is called the lingam, which is a wand of light. Mm-hmm. So imagine if imagine if you, you know, how much different your connection to another person would be if you realize that you are actually connecting to you know like we are light beings right like we are we are vibrational beings in a human body and we are in this body to experience everything that this body can deliver to us so we can process it we are like this really high quality well, artificial intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, even, but with so many subtle energies that it would be great to connect to the, the fullness of what it means to be a human. Right now, I think we're only operating on 1% of what it is actually mm-hmm. to be a human being. um i just came back from the philippines with another teacher and he was mentioning that and i thought about it and that's actually true you know like we talk about it we only use 20 percent of our brain i think over centuries you know and if you look around in the world and it's like you know so many things don't make sense you wonder it's like are we operating at the full you know at full deck? yeah (laughs) you know we are not and so if you were actually understood what um, and you don't have to think about it as a of light. I know if I would mention that to my kids, they would be laughing, you know, like, because, it, you know, right. Like a so, Star Wars
0: reference almost. It's a bit. Right.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you yeah. know, but if that works, if, you know, whatever works, if Star yeah. Wars works for you, you yeah. know, <laughs> Matrix works for you. I don't care if a yeah. cartoon works for you, whatever it is. Just, yeah. just get it, you know, yeah. just get it. That it is, you know, because then, you know, then you understand uh, so much more what's possible for us as human beings. And and really, you know, when you're having sex and you're reaching that point of orgasm, we always say, oh my God, right? Mm-hmm. That, so that's what Tantra is about. They understood that when you are actually connecting to another human being and you reach that conscious, that that uh, blur of, or that moment or that, you know, sometimes 30 seconds, but a Tantra it can be a lot longer than that. Uh, you reach a, a higher state. Uh, it, it's actually a higher brain brainwave state. Mm-hmm. You know, theta, gamma states of, of brain, and uh, and it's all reached also through hormones. Like our you know, this is also goes back to biology. <clears throat> I think you know the tantrics did not understand, of course, biology, but it's all hormonal. So mm-hmm. today we can also correlate it to science. So this is not just you know some woo woo. At the time, they didn't have the science to back it up, but today we do. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah no that's awesome now if someone did uh you know came to you and said we want to a couple you know or even just someone on their own saying that they wanted to go down the tantric path and they do want to experience tantric sex now would they start at a certain point is there like a a process what does that yeah like? yeah
1: <clears throat> yeah yes uh, <clears throat> i mean there's tons of information out there now mm-hmm. however when when it comes to when it comes to couples let's say that they are already in a relationship because it's it, it becomes you know so, so like everything else that you take on if the relationship is on shaky mm-hmm. foundations um this will just bring the truth more and more mm-hmm. to the surface and i often tell them that you know whatever you embark on when the truth will start coming to the surface the truth might be that you may have to separate. Yeah. So sometimes people are afraid to um, engage in any um, new practices because they know deep inside that it will it will rip them apart. Hmm. So <laughs> so let's say that the couple is 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 pretty steady and they are, love each other and they have a good relationship and they want to expand their sexuality. Hmm. A tantra is ideal for that. Um, because, uh, and then, and then it, what it starts is basically basically sitting face-to-face and looking eye-to-eye. Mm. And, and that's the eye-gazing part. And in our culture, we are so used to not even looking at each other. Now we are looking at the phone most of the time, yeah. right? But, and, and especially when it comes to really, really difficult topics. So if you actually look another person in the eyes for two or three minutes... I guarantee you that you fall in love with with them, no matter who they are. Yeah, um, and and you know because if you just look in the eyes, it doesn't matter if they have a big nose. They don't. It doesn't matter if they are fat. It doesn't matter if they're you know if they're deformed. Even you look in the eye of another human being and you see the beauty in there, mm-hmm. like you would of any living creature, like a flower mm-hmm. or an animal, right? So so that's what. That's what the gift of tantra is, that it's actually really simple. Beyond that, it's connecting the breath. So in our society, we run around and we mostly, if you have done yoga, you understand this, that most of us are just running around with very shallow, um, unconscious breathing. Once we uh, do some of these practices, it's connective breath. And you pay attention to your own breath and then you connect it to the other person's breath. And that in itself, you will see like people just kind of melt yeah. into each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So And, and so th- that's really the basics. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can, you know, and you can do this without a teacher. You can just Google something mm-hmm. or YouTube and you can just do that. You know, if you don't yeah. want to do the mantras and, you know, the complicated, you know, that's that's a path it's a it's a path and it's a lifelong path if you want to do that um, and and it's very time-consuming as mm-hmm. well and and it goes into a lot more uh, for if I mean the Taoist, Mantak Chia uh, had made this very popular in the West uh, the the ejaculation control for mm-hmm. men so okay. ima- imagine you know in our society we are we are very much driven Uh, our sexual encounter is very much driven by, you know, by men. So when he came, it's over. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I meant about the orgasmic meditation. And most women, you know, they just got started warming up. Hmm. But you will know that if that's the only partner that you have that because you thought, well, okay, this felt good, I think. And, you know, especially if you're not practiced. Well, for most women, it takes 40 minutes just to mm-hmm. get out of the head, stop all the chatter that we just talked about, to feel comfortable in their body, and to start, like, feeling something, especially who you have been numbed out by vibrators, you know, that you've been using yeah. between two friends. Or, you know, so if you numb your body with, you know, like vibrators electrical equipment there's no human being that can touch you and you feel anything mm-hmm. so if you want to feel anything you need to be touched lightly for a longer period of time and 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 kind of uh reengage and revitalize that part of your body so so um, the so the practice is switched what it means is mm-hmm. that men actually I hate to use the words, but you know, I, I'll say it just for the practicality. Service the women first mm. means that you know they do a lot of stimulation um, of the female body before they ever get engaged. Okay. Uh, so you have, you can have multiple orgasms um, before the man actually enters you, ah. and and so that's what tantric sex is about. Okay. And you know when men hear this it's like, "Oh don't what the yeah, f- uh, you know what I mean, so that's why it is so difficult to actually like I know so few couples uh who are managing to to engage in this uh, yeah. because the men do not understand the long term ramifications of this, and we live in a in a you know, in an instant gratification mm-hmm. and hurry, 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 five minute sex kind of thing at times, yeah. right? So, so um, and men can bring themselves to, you know, to arousal, to ejaculation in five minutes, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's pretty much it. But, uh, and then, you know, women are like basically just receptacles to the man's orgasm. Yeah. Uh, they're just pretty much masturbated in you. And so that's where all the resentment and disconnection comes from. Mm-hmm. So let's switch that around. You know, imagine that you have this beautiful lover who wants to engage with you in a in a deeper way and wants to, you know, uh dearmor your emotional um traumas that you collected throughout your life from previous boyfriends and engagements because there's no women on the planet maybe not that hasn't been raped but hasn't been touched in a way that she didn't like to our bodies house and keep that information and and so somebody touches you you jump mm-hmm. this is a, you, you know and if you've been traumatized or or raped i won't even say that and you know one in four women have been mm-hmm. so so um so we need to kind of de-armor and and uh and melt the numbness from our bodies that was previously uh, collected and then so you would you would do simulations uh sight and light just like you would do like the 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 top of your eyelid with your fingertip which is which comes as an incredible surprise to men because the clitoris is very very sensitive it is yeah you know from from ten, from from porn, they see this rub 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 rub, yeah. and uh, rub rub rub. You're a little wet. Let's go. Yeah, that's not the way it goes. So you go this slight light touches. Uh, so you have to have a man with a lot of sensitivity and understanding to want to engage in this. Mm-hmm. And so you do that, and then you do your yoni massage. Like a lot of women have never had a labia massage. No, it's I all never about- had. <laughs> They never have right <laughs> so, so there you go so that's what that's what my i have a yoni massage video uh, mm-hmm. that i that i we uh, done with my tibetan tantra teacher and he has also teaching in their techniques that was secretly uh, handed down so so wow. so one other thing i want to mention about the tantra lineage that it's a lineage practice so it's handed down from teacher to mm-hmm. teacher uh, by empowerment so they uh, you know it, it's a transmission and and some of these teachings were kept secret because they felt that the population out there had no idea how to incorporate it or how to use yeah. it and and but now we have the internet so secrets are out yeah most of these traditions are now out but these still people still don't have the lifestyle and the basic knowledge and even the will you know let's face it not I. I don't either. You know, I don't have the time to do hundreds of mantras all day. Like sometimes yeah. I'm at the red red light, and it you know, and I yeah. keep repeating mantras and things like that. And I have to tell you that my day goes a lot better because the sans- Sanskrit words and these mantras have such high resonance mm-hmm. and vibration. It's like it just it just makes you feel all of a sudden like it puts you in a different uh, level, and all of a sudden you you find parking spots and you get to your meeting on time, and you just <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which you know, so they are little they are little secret you know, secret ways of just managing life better, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like when yeah. like, we used to do satsang um, you know, mm-hmm. when we were doing our training and then just once in a while I would go and you would come out there feeling like you were walking on a cloud. Like I mean, everything was in Sanskrit, so you had no idea really like <laughs> what you said. Maybe you had an idea of some of the translations or someone would tell you, but yeah, it was always such a great, you know, feeling afterwards
1: yes yes i mean it's nice to understand it but you don't have to understand it the idea mm-hmm. is that it's an ancient language and the vibration of the sound out there is just like music right yeah. so we, we understand that the music is vibration right so we relate to it so so those sounds are vibrational sounds that are are, are vibrating at a level that brings basically peace and love to yeah. everything yeah. You do and it's that's like when- really our
0: yeah, even just yeah. Om- "om"ing at the end of uh, a yoga yeah. class can be so beautiful. And I actually always found it kind of interesting. Um, you know, the word "om," and then there was this orgasmic meditation, which the acronym is "om."
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they got they got oh, I know they got a lot of flack for that. By the way, they they trademarked the name, and a lot of people who were like traditional. Um, you know, practitioners and of oh, yes. they got they got really pissed off at it yeah. because it, it but it became, so this is a thing, we live in a modern society and um, and we don't have time and we don't go into academic studies of these mm-hmm. practices. A lot of people still, still don't even know what Om means. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Nicole Dedon, Dedon, who came up with this practice, um, she actually learned it from Morehouse University uh, which is outside of San Francisco, Lafayette, Morehouse, and I stayed with, um, with them uh, as an intentional community, longest-running intentional community that survived from the late 60s, you know, flower children. Yeah. They are all yeah. in their <laughs> 60s and 70s now, live in purple houses, and they're they are all academics, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I, because I went to the root, I wanted to know, because I was also baffled by the whole ohm and orgasmic and all mm-hmm. of that, and, and I went to the root. like they actually came up with a three hour orgasm in, uh, in the seventies and eighties. Um, so they were way before their time, but they couldn't, couldn't market that, you know, like how are you going to market a three hour orgasm yeah. to, you know, you know, so Nicole reduced it to a 15 minute, very learnable and teachable practice, which is, which Sounds a lot more attractive to the millennials whose attention yeah. span is is like next. To zero. Minutes, yeah, <laughs> right. And that's pretty and and so it is. so the beauty of that practice is, is that you know and I teach uh, that as well the organization kind of had gone through its own changes they've been sued and you know and so like corporate America now they've been sold and you can only learn it online but you know I'm still from the old school and I learned it from them so I incorporated into uh, my teaching tools mm-hmm. it's definitely so you you're asking about if somebody comes to me actually I I teach them orgasmic meditation before I even talk about tantra because okay. yeah I do because 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 it's more accessible to the modern person mm-hmm. you know if you're not if you come from a yogic tradition sure let's you can you know. we can jump right into the tantra because you already have understanding of the chakra and energy systems and the importance of breathing and all of that so it's it's like a it's like a coupled yogic practice you know Mm -hmm. so that you know and and, uh, including sex various orgasmic meditation could be from anybody from any any religious backgrounds you know and they don't have have any understanding even breathing, they leave out of it, which I actually do include because, I mean, how yeah. can you not breathe? Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> so so I, at least I bring some consciousness to the fact that not to hold their breath, you know, like at, yeah. at the very, at the very minimum. And then they can just release because the body just releases. So, yeah. I, yeah. had,
0: I had read a little bit about it I had picked up a book um, from a store called Future Sex and it's a journalist I think based out in New York who you know is very kind of I don't want to say limited but wouldn't really explore other you know practices and she decides that she's single she's been single long enough she's in her 30s she kind of wants to learn more so she starts looking to all these you know she looks into just internet sex and dominatrix and porn and and but um orgasmic meditation was one of the things that she went and she like took the workshops and everything so it was obviously before it was online and it was really interesting in the end she didn't really feel like it was for her but she learned something from it and um yeah it was that was only recently, like I just literally read that probably last yeah. month. So it's funny that you, you bring I, it up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know, I know the book and mm-hmm. I know the lady. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Because it's this, this orgasmic meditation kind of exploded because Nicole did who wrote the book, slow sex, uh, did a tech tech talks and, and then the New York, New York times picked it up. So since then many, many people have, um, Mm -hmm. uh, have been talking about it. So, and then her, her boyfriend at the time, um, you know, comes from, uh, uh, internet background, um, Mm -hmm. kind of a, a billionaire. Um, uh, and so he helped her to, to, to make it viral. Okay. So if, if a lot of people have not heard about tantra but they end up hearing about orgasmic meditation because now it's on the internet all yeah. over the place
0: yeah they've got uh, the but, marketing yeah
1: yeah i went to two of the conferences in san francisco and then i just ended up digging deeper to where that came from and mm-hmm. then you know and combining uh an and, and, and an understanding because nicole in this talk says that it was a, it was a buddhist monk that taught mm-hmm. to her and then I went to the Buddhist and they're they don't know anything about that. But mm-hmm. the idea is is that is that there have that it's an extension of tantric practices. Mm-hmm changed and, and, and developed to a form that, uh, that I said, it's more teachable and learnable. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, let's say like it's a drop in the ocean, but if you, but it's such an important drop that if you start, because it's basically, um, uh, stroking lightly the clitoris at a one o'clock position. Mm. That's basically it. That's it. Now, okay. That's it. Right. So, but there's a whole thing around it of how and why and, and how you set up the whole thing, um, around it. But because the idea is, is that, that, and and it doesn't have to lead to sex. Mm -hmm. It's more about, it's more about rewiring the brain Mm. physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. Uh, and our relationship to our bodies. Um, and, and, you know, if you want, we can talk about organism meditation and another podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other, it's a whole other, a whole other um, a whole other topic as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, is the massage like um? You know, you've talked of yoni massage, and then there's obviously a bit of the massage in the OM, and then I've also heard of tantric massage. Are they all similar, or is there slightly different?
1: Oh so, yeah, so th- so so thank you for asking that because when you <clears throat> when you go on like massage uh, pages, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then everybody always wonders, oh, what is a tantric massage? A lot of yeah. people advertise about tantric massage. Now. Depends on who it is, but you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, they just call it tantric massage because it sounds better than jerking off somebody, Uh, right? But uh, so, again, I would look at who it is. There are some Mm -hmm. practitioners in town who are very serious, uh, like Olivia Jade is a friend of mine and she uh, has an amazing business uh, doing tantric massage, uh, and I know many other people, and I, I myself actually do tantric massage as mm-hmm. well. What that actually means is that, uh, you know, in a regular massage, <clears throat> you are um, either focusing on muscles or tension or, or uh, Reiki or energy, mm-hmm. um, and, and you deliberately avoid the breasts, and the genitals mm-hmm. in tantric massage you don't so it's included okay. now it all depends on the comfort level of the client right so some clients would not want anything to be touched yeah. some clients some clients you know they haven't been touched there ever uh, I do have female clients as well who come, like you said yourself, your labia has never been touched, but mm-hmm. like let's say you are not in a relationship, or let's say you are in a relationship, but you want to have that experience in a safe form. Now, you know a caveat to this this is an unregulated business, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people out there who unfortunately take advantage uh, yeah. and they don't underst and they don't know how to draw very clear boundaries of where they begin and a client ends and I end and, you know, like all of that. So, so sometimes, you know, you get drawn in and they meet their own needs of, of connection Mm -hmm. with the client. So that becomes really, really tricky. Those who have been practicing for a long time, there's, they know how to draw the boundaries and, and really the client rules. So whatever the client Uh, feels like that they are they wanna and and even if they are in the middle of it uh they can say no you know what i changed my mind i don't Mm -hmm. want that because sometimes so for instance with the prostate uh, prostate massage if you look it up clinically is actually an incredibly important part of men's health Mm -hmm. yet it's almost nowhere they can go where they could have that done. And many yeah. times if you were the partner, you don't want to do that to your yeah. husband. Either. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to give your husband a massage when you're tired all day. So go to the massage therapist, right? So, so many men come and they ignore that part of their bodies and, and they have cancer developing and they wouldn't even know. So it's actually part of our health. So a good tantric masseuse is well-trained to know uh, where the boundaries are. So I, I refuse clients who are, you know, I understand it from an intake point of view. I refuse clients who come here because they want to get off. Yeah. That's not what I do. Yeah. Uh, what I do is, is, you know, I may touch them in areas where they have never been touched before. And it's incredibly healing. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're crying mm-hmm. because they, they have their reconnection to that body. Yeah you know, a body part that they have been ashamed of, or nobody has touched, like ever. Yeah. And touch is a vital human need. We die without touch. Yeah. And I have to say that, if anything, Tantra is about the sacredness of touch. You know, we are we are social beings, we are connected beings, and touch has been uh, kind of put in the, in in the doghouse, you know, that 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 it's like well if you touch me that means something you know like that like you know you are not allowed to touch me this way like you know that's a big thing and if i touch somebody it automatically has to mean that i'm interested in you sexually Mm -hmm. and so in my futuristic (laughs) ideal world we, you know, I mean, also come from Europe where we, we as kids, we touched more, you know, we, yeah. we we walk around hand in hand, arm in arm. Now it's like, oh, you're gay or, you know, and yeah. it's not, it's, it's a faction. And, you know, different cultures, of course, have different limitations on that. But, you know, our original being, like we are more like bonobos, uh, anthropologically, you know, like uh, as we develop. And and so we like touching, we like touching each other, we like cuddling. You know, it's like we, that's the only time when we actually uh, have oxytocin mm-hmm. in our bodies, which has this hormone that is so incredibly important for our well-being altogether. together. So, so the tantric massage is about that. So tantric massage, if it's done properly, as I said, it's a very unregulated field. Yeah. And it's totally taboo and it's totally underground right now. And it's actually illegal. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I didn't but, know
0: that. So, like, it's illegal for someone, even like your, yourself, to kind of offer that, even though. You-
1: I, yeah, it's a very gray area yeah. right mm-hmm. now, and it's being very it's being censored more and more and more. Um, and so, uh, most practitioners will not, you know, they will not say what they do. Yeah. So. Uh, When somebody says tantric massage, they always think it's a front for having sex. And, uh, and then, you know, I have to say that sometimes it can be the case um, with people like I, you know, I definitely don't have sex with my clients. That is not what I do. Yeah. Um, And. And, uh, I always think like, I was like, Jesus, I'm 56. If I really wanted to do that, I should have done that 30 years ago <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, really make and, and, and you know, and really make a, a huge business out of it. And, and, you know, and you could, um, that's not what I'm interested in at 56, you know, having come onto this game, I'm, I'm more about educating and it's, I'm more about wanting people to have a place to come to. You know, women have come to me with tears. And, and desperation they said you know the doctor is telling me that you know her husband her husband died and you know she's going through menopause and the doctors are telling her oh just accept it it's a part of life you know your vagina is is tender now it's rare give it up yeah. and uh and I and I gave her a yoni massage and I'm happy to uh report that she's in a relationship she's having the best sex in her life wow. and she said she would have, she would have given up yeah. And you know I had to come and I'm not a lesbian so I had to really overcome my own you know limitations yes. and, 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 and I find it to be an incredible honor when somebody says please look at me tell me am I okay and and I can touch them with love that's really all I do I just touch them with love yes. and, and transmit love through my hand like I'm like a mother touching a child and, say, and, and see what's going on and they say oh my god you're perfect there's nothing wrong there. Now, if there's medical issues, for sure, I refer them to you know, professionals. But yeah. uh, generally, all it is is our mind is so incredibly powerful. So when we are told that we are menopausal or when we are told that, uh, or we just think of our, or, and talk ourselves into being unwanted and undesirable, um, then how can you show up to a boyfriend? How can no. you show up in bed, right? Yeah. So this is like a gateway. And it's the same goes for men. There are a lot of men out there who are um you know uh not GQ, you know, they are and they, they you know and then and they are never touched. So these services and I I have to say that although I don't have sex, I have to say that the sex workers are also doing amazing jobs. It's mm-hmm. another field that's incredibly uh, under you know appreciated because yeah. there are people with disability I just finished a talk on Sunday on disability and sex people with mm-hmm. disability with, with all kinds of struggles in life that they are not able to engage in a in a healthy uh, romantic relationship yeah. they, they must you know have a physical connection and sex workers provide that. So we live in this stupid society where we don't mind paying fortunes for, you know, having Botox or, you know, or, or makeup or hair done, but to take care of our body in an intimate way where, you know, the rubber meets the road where, where it really matters, where it could change our lives and our soul and the way we relate. Uh, we not only don't engage in it, we shame it.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and, and that needs heartbreaking. to go. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I've seen it with my daughter, seen it with my mother. It's heartbreaking what's going on. So what my original thought with the soul Sexy that life and originally it was called come to your senses. Um, but I couldn't, uh, get that, um, that name uh so uh, so now I saw sexy dot life uh and my original thought was it's not just me because you know i as i said like i came into this work relatively late but creating a community of people mm-hmm. uh and practitioners so if somebody comes to me i said okay you know i can help you with this this and this but you know if you have a child i have a girlfriend who is teaching kids mm-hmm. and if you are a man i have a men's group i can refer you to uh, you know like like create like a just, community yeah and to being able to provide resources for when you can't yeah exactly, you know, exactly someone yeah and let go of the competition because mm-hmm. we just like there are many dentists in town they don't yeah. compete with each other you know there are many practitioners in town and forget about it uh the competition it's like let's let's cooperate and work together because we all need each other mm-hmm. and frankly, there is, we are at the final hours of what's going on in this planet. And, and, and and we need to have all the resources and the wisdoms, wisdom is there. And the wisdom teachings are there. All we need to do is just go and, and, and find it and find someone who can direct you to it. Yeah, and I mean,
0: you've done a great job kind of with your Facebook group too. You know, Mm -hmm. you're posting resources. Other people are posting resources. Um, And if you don't mind, I'll share the link to that. um, Yeah, yeah, in the show notes as well. So it's like almost just in that group, there's a whole bunch of other resources because there's other practitioners in there too.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And and anybody with anything, they can always reach out to me. And many Mm -hmm. people are on there and they're saying they can't even actually like... Or share anything there because it shows up in their feeds, so they are afraid of it. But privately, they always message me, and 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 on the, on the streets, they pull me over and say, "Oh, love, I keep I keep doing what you're doing. I love doing." And I'm like really i never see you out there i never heard it's for me because i love doing it but it's like talking to crickets it feels like it and i really would like to have this information to got as many people as possible Mm -hmm. and um even business coaches were saying like what are you doing on your facebook group like you're posting all these other people's stuff and you know supposedly from a business point of view i should only be promoting myself but I feel that I'm cheating people out of what else is out there. Yeah. If I don't uh, share what else, is, because I cannot be there forever. It's not about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not about me as much as I. Of course, I want more business and uh, and and I want to reach more people as many as I can, um, and and be able to be sustained by this, so I don't have to split my energies, you know, yeah. making money elsewhere. Uh, for sure uh but uh this is a this is a big world and it's and I feel the urgency because of my age I feel the urgency yeah uh, yeah
0: I mean it's definitely kind of I see like community over competition and I find that when I see that's happening where there is a sense of community then the businesses start to thrive you know it's like that support network actually helps lift one another up and that's why you know doing when I had a business like doing a mastermind group with other business owners was, was so vital or being in groups, whether it's a Facebook group or a meetup group or whatever, um, actually helped my business. So I actually find when you're just promoting yourself, people get bored of that don't really want to see that right there's well
1: you know i mean you know there's 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 a we we know that formula you know Mm -hmm. we grew up with that formula you know mcdonald's versus burger king and all these negative you know like forget it who cares you know like like we really the the capitalism you know and i have to capitalism is also hijacked our sexuality Mm -hmm. you know we do live in a beauty and sex culture where where they make you feel not beautiful yeah. By by promoting these idealistic sen- sense of beauty, and that's part of, you know, part of what I do in the in the group as well. I post pictures of as many, as as, as much body part as I can mm. without being in jail, which yeah. I know <laughs> it's, it's not hard to do. We, you know, it, it seems I I don't even know why I'm in jail now. I, I, yet to find <laughs> out, but whatever. So so you know, I know the nipples are out, and you know, like I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. So we live in a culture. Where we where we are not allowed to uh, accept even a nipple uh, as as part of the body, so it's ridiculous, um, and and the and the beauty culture that if you're not 25 and blonde and 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 looking gorgeous, then we all should feel bad about ourselves. Therefore, we should spend the the all the money that we are making on you know on looking like that which yeah. we can't it's an impossible task and and we live in a culture that that is monopolizing sex they sell everything through sex yeah yet we're not allowed to engage populated. in our own sexuality yeah and Or even sex. talk about no. it in some places or it even talk too. about it yeah it talk about it or get proper information or education about mm-hmm. it you know in high Also in schools, it's all about like, you know, don't get pregnant and don't get STD. And therefore, you know, it's all about the shame and the grossness. And fear. And fear of what could happen, you know, if you actually engage in that horrible activity instead of like telling kids what to do and how to do. And I'm not even going to get into it like my, you know, and that's really the primary motivation why I'm doing this because my daughter was you know was incredible victim of this to the point where she had to leave high school um and uh and and shut herself off from uh the society really for a number of years um and uh it was so tragic that that that's when i you know i said okay fuck it i yeah. if not we who okay i will lose my friends i'm risking you know, jobs um but but I need to speak out about this, yeah. and, and now I am. I'm feeling that this is, you know, this is my calling and my passion. And at times I'm reluctant and I'm hiding and I'm, you know, I'm, I have to be dragged out, yeah, you know, like this or something. But it's like, but you know, when I'm when I'm doing it, I feel, you know, I feel like I I have to put in the, the piece, uh, and I'm yeah. really excited. There are many, many more people, and their podcasts are really yeah. I, the last. That I'm not censored. Yeah, uh, it's, really it's so great. That
0: it's it's a great medium and I actually you know similar to you I love this too Uh, but the same thing there's some days I just don't want to get out of my bed covers out of just like fear of of doing this and um but the one thing I love about podcasting is that I can have guests come on and you know opt to be anonymous and still bring up important topics that they couldn't do if they had to be in front of a camera and then it's not censored and I can post it anywhere as long as I say it's explicit content or you know give a a warning um it's it's just such a great medium you know to kind of help get you know truth and taboo topics out there like this so it's yeah you need to start your own podcast
1: uh yeah okay
0: (laughs) on top of everything
1: else that you're trying to do i thought i I thought i thought I thought about i thought about it but uh but yeah like i just feel there's so many out there and people don't have time so that's like you know that's another thing as well um that there's just so many out uh, things out there that 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 hijack our at- attention yeah. so i'm you know like i'm wondering so that's why i'm, I'm i appreciate uh, opportunities like this because yeah. i do like to talk about it and then you're doing the like work for me so thank yeah, you yeah
0: there you go i know yeah just we'll just get you on lots of different podcasts but uh, that's good thank well, you this has been amazing julia i'm going to make sure that i will post links to your website to the facebook group and you. your social media handles um if there's any resources you want to share feel free to email me though so i can add them but i think just you know going to your website is going to be a huge resource for people yeah
1: they can find everything there and mm-hmm. if they connect me on facebook like I you know like my kids mm-hmm. are telling me facebook are for old people so i'm also on <laughs> <laughs> i'm also <laughs> i'm also on instagram but I cannot, I cannot be, you know, as concise as, as on, on Instagram because, you know, this is a thing like, you know, one word is not enough, you yeah. know, like one, you know, and, and yeah. so, so at least on Facebook, I can post actually articles and more information and yeah. like YouTube videos and things like that and uh that that you know so instagram is more about just grabbing the attention so i try to do that because yeah. i have like a great passion for photography so mm-hmm. that's you know that has been so i i, I put flowers between my legs uh yes. wherever, 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 wherever wherever i travel and that's it that has been kind of so i get like hundreds of flowers now between my legs and it has become a, a thing and
0: uh, <laughs> i love it that's so great
1: so that's in a sometimes it's a you know because I, you know even my mom got into it like we go into like a park and we are hiding in the bush and you know yeah. and do it really fast pull my pants down put the flower and then <laughs> so so, the you know, so that that might become a book but um awesome. yeah so oh, I yes. try to grab their attention you know I just do whatever whatever it takes I just yeah. want as many people uh, as possible to get enlightened so tantric sex is enlightened sex mm-hmm. so there that that's really what it's about it's about deeper deeper stronger connections to another person and you can do that by yourself as well yeah. so some people are like oh i don't have a partner which is the biggest biggest uh, complaint yeah. you can do it yourself and if you are doing the practices on, on your own like breathing and eye gazing and 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 self-pleasuring you will start attracting the yeah. person who is interested in that as yeah. well. This is the magic yeah. of this. Practice. Well,
0: they always say that when you start working on yourself, you know. And I know I I have single friends out there who'll be like, "Oh, it's such a cliche. I know this." And and I know it's kind of hard to hear, but I remember when I'd been single for about a year, and I've mentioned this book in numerous podcast episodes. It was a book called "Calling in the One." It sounded so yeah, I know tris- the book yeah. I like yeah. cringed my, at buying it, but then when I opened it, it was all these like meditations that I had to do on myself and journaling and, you know, and within chapter eight, I met someone and I'm still
1: with <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah. So well, them. I know we hate to hear it. Right. Because, yeah. because, because that's not shown in Hollywood, yeah. you know, it's, no, because the thing is like, oh, I just like you with your, you know, goofy hair, and no, it doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, it may work that way at times, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna get along. Yeah. And so you need to, you need to know yourself, mm-hmm. and you need to, because the relationship that you have with yourself is the one that you will have for the rest of your life. So it's yeah. irregardless of who you are with, that relationship needs to be on strong foundation. If you hate yourself. And you don't accept yourself. You're not confident in yourself. No one out there can do that for you. I they know. can help you, but they cannot do it for you. So that's really the idea. So, so once, and, and men don't want to be your therapist either. And it's not their job, you know? So we need to do the work on ourselves, all of us. It's an inside job. And yeah. once you've done that, that sparkle, that confidence will attract the, yeah. the the man because you also don't want to be a therapist to a to no. a grown-up child yeah. you know no no yeah. you want a man you want a man and they need to do their work as well oh yeah and, it's it's, all,
0: it's not you know it's more like you are, you both need to I kind of realize is I can't be in a relationship with someone who I end up just kind of reply, relying on to fix me or to make me happy that's yet. right And I, you know, I always say like jokingly to my boyfriend, you make me so happy, but please know that it's like, my happiness is not all dependent on you. Like if you ever wanted to leave me, then you make that decision and don't ever think that, you know, you're going to feel guilty or break my heart. So just stay with me for the sake of it. Like don't. So we've always had that kind of conversation from the start. And I think that's important that you can't just rely constantly on someone else to bring you
1: that happiness. And that's part of the tantric philosophy. Yeah. It's the idea of, of detachment. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, people misunderstand detachment as not caring, but that doesn't that's not what it means. It means mm-hmm. that you know it you can love full-heartedly, but it also means that we are in separate bodies and and you know and you know our our, our, our pets die, flowers die, mm-hmm. you know, you cannot you cannot Engulf your entire life into another person's life as well. You have, you know, you need to be a, a separate sovereign being who chooses, you know, to meet the other person in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I could talk to you forever.
1: <laughs> I feel yes, like- I know. I know. <laughs> we gotta go on. Yeah. Yeah. We, we gotta do this again. So it was. Holy- it was great. Great. Thank you so much, Debbie, uh, for thank reaching you. out. And- okay awesome no thank you
0: this was great and yeah I'll make sure to share all of your links and again I'm I'm so grateful for your time and
1: I'm grateful uh, for you thank you
0: thank you hey everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode and definitely learned something about not just tantric sex but tantra if you're interested in connecting with Julia which I highly recommend you you do then make sure to check out her website she actually has a couple of great websites the first one is soulsexy.life you can catch her there she's got some great events on that website there is an upcoming event if you're listening to this before June 14th 2019 then you can catch her explore your universe an all ladies educational party and that's coming on june 14th the link to register is in the show notes and you can also catch julia over on julia again all these links with her social media handles and the facebook group that we talked about in the episode will be in the show notes now, as always, I would love to know what you thought of our conversation. So feel free to head over to the comments section on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on any of our social media channels. We are on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. Now, you can sign up to support our awesome little podcast by becoming a patron over on patreon.com and pledging anything as small as $2 per month so that we can keep these uncomfortable conversations going. For more information, you can visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thanks again for listening. Now, folks, go out there and get uncomfortable.